If you like the Middle-Aged Man Talk podcast, consider giving us your support on Patreon. The Dutch drink their tea strong. The Dutch drink their tea, it's so strong you could stand on it. That's not a Dutch accent at all, is it? Nope. Oh, the Dutch, oh, I, ooh, wee. (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Middle-Aged Man Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan. And I'm your other host, Richard. He had to look and turn to see that line. No, I didn't have to look to see the line. I I just turned my head so that... <laughs> I was looking at my phone. Looking at my phone. What? What are we doing? What's my name? <laughs> it's Richard. As always, we're going to eat some Asian snacks and have some good middle-aged man talk. Richard, what are we snacking on this evening? Well, we have desserts or cookies tonight. We got Oreos. What kind of Oreos are these? Uh, I literally just told you and forgot. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> like, it's vanilla ice cream. Oh, vanilla ice cream? So these are official Oreos, but they're Chinese Oreos. These are Sandwich Biscuits Vanilla Ice Cream Oreos. Which means they're probably just regular Oreos. That does kind of sound like regular Oreos. And we also have Strawberry Mini Kit Kats from Japan. And they smell really, really good. They smell like real strawberries. Yeah. And we are drinking uh, matcha green tea roasted rice tea. Comes in a bag. Very nice for colder temperature weather drinking. Nice roasted rice. Yeah, and apparently... Yes, the instructions on it are 120 milliliters, which this is more of, more than. Yeah. Steep 30 seconds, shake tea bag, bag five, six times, and remove. Yeah, I normally you pull green tea right out, but uh, we're just going to leave them in there because we have more hot water for a second go. It's fine. Are you going to follow the instructions? Yep. I'm tea bagging my tea. Tea bagging your tea. See, I, I have these all the time. This is like an open box of tea I just brought. Because uh, I was like, yeah, hey, this will be a good thing on the show. Yeah, normally green tea, you don't want to steep it too long because it can burn. Because eventually then it'll go yellow and it won't be quite as nice. Uh, we also have milk here, but no milk containers for the milk. What do you mean no milk containers for the Oh, for drinking? For drinking the milk. We're not going to share a milk container during a pandemic. That's true. You drink from one side of the carton, I'll drink from the other side of the carton. <laughs> I was thinking you had milk for your green tea, but... Oh, no, I don't put any green tea. I brought milk to go with Oreos. Well, I could run in and grab some cups. Do you want to? Sure, I'll be right back. I will pause this. You can monologue. <laughs> monologue. We've got some milk cups for Oreos. Milk cups for Oreos. Thank you, Richard, for uh, the mason jars. That's what we use for cups. It works. I just think it's funny. They're tougher than most glasses. They are. And they're cheaper. Yep. Because how much is it for a case of... It's a dollar-ish a, a jar at the Canadian Tire. Yep. Or the Walmart or the whatever you have near you. So what do you think of the green tea? This is a nice green tea when it's cold. And you can actually buy this at... I'm pretty sure I saw it at TNT in Ottawa. Uh, back at Canadian Thanksgiving. The real Thanksgiving. Kit Kats first? Let's go with the Kit Kats first. Because they're so weird. I got a funny melted mutant one. Very strawberry. Pretty nice. No chocolate at all. It's like a strawberry chocolate coating, but there's not. it's not chocolate, I guess. Yeah, no, it's just strawberry coating. But it is so very strawberry-y. Well, I mean, the package is a big package. See the picture below? Mm-hmm. With big, red, beautiful strawberries and a Kit Kat that's pink. I guess these would be good for, like, a little girl's princess party. You know, pink Kit Kats. Yep. Or a little boy's princess party. 
Yeah, I uh, I have not been invited to any of those. But sure, why not? Has that actually happened yet? Has that actually crossed the gender barrier? Barry, the princess party, the little princess tea parties. Um, because boys get together and there's usually sports, whereas girls get together and there can be many things, including princess parties. But I feel like boys, it's like, hey, boys, sports. I enjoyed tea parties as a kid. Many sisters, though. You had many sisters. I had four sisters. Yes. Yes. I thought that was just due to your own survival. It was necessary. No, there's, but we didn't. My sisters were not. Super girly, as in they weren't all princessy and that sort of stuff. And Even their names. You got your sister Dave. You got your sister Steve. You got your sister Larry. <laughs> and Mo. And Mo. Your sister Curly. No, Curly's a boy. Oh. That's funny. Those would be terrible names for a girl. Like Edgar. The Holy Virgin Edgar. For our repeat listeners, you'll get that joke. <laughs> Someday, when I am the first married pope. Would you be, though? If you were offered the job of Pope, would you take it? Would you be the Pope? Richard, uh, like, you're still you. You're still, like, you know, married your wife. You know, you still have your hobby farm. You're going to have to move all that to the Vatican. But they said, we want you to be the next Pope. You're still married. That's okay. You can be married. Bring your kids with you. I bet you'd say no, because you probably don't want your kids around all those priests. <laughs> no, I'd say no, because... <laughs> you don't want to be Pope? No. It's like being president. It's a shit job. That's well, worse than being president. I don't know. Is being Pope worse than being president of America? We're talking clearly. We're not talking about president of the you know Subaru Club, which is also a shit job, and I wouldn't do it. But I'd almost argue that any like like being president, anyone who really wants to be Pope should should be automatically disqualified from the running. Anyone who wants to be president of the United States should not be president of the United States. Well, Obama wanted to be, and he was great. Well, I just alienated all the Republicans. I would say he may have been the exception to the rule. Yeah, but he wasn't actually driving for his whole life, I'm going to be president. He kind of, like a lot of lawyers, especially Harvard graduate lawyers, he got into state politics. And then, oh, I can go into federal politics, you know, became a federal senator. And once he hit that point, a lot of people thought, oh, okay, federal senator, lawyer, smart guy, great. They figure he'll ride out a career here, and that'll be it. But then, just the way things were, it kind of worked for him to be on the short list. And then he was on the short, short list, and then he got that nomination. So I do find it funny how, like, uh, if you look at some of the the internet things about Republicans versus Democrats and vice versa, how, like, the Republicans vehemently hate Obama. I'm thinking, you must know nothing about his actual politics. Pure filter. Yeah, I just bought whatever one liter uh, homogenized 3.25% milk they had at the store. It tastes... I'm a bit of a milk connoisseur. <laughs> yeah, this, this milk is not the best milk. It's a bit, like... No, there's something extra, about... It's extra filtered. It's, like, super extra filtered. Yeah. There's something about the filtered milks. Not that most milk is filtered at the farm and then filtered in the dairy, but the pure filter. There's something about uh, the ultra filtery. It's a bit. It's a bit different. Yeah, <sighs> takes out something flavor wise. Yeah, I don't know if it's like bigger fat globules which you get skimmed off into butter, or. But that is interesting with politics, though. And Bill Maher's been talking about this a bit. How people get so vehemently angry. People didn't used to get so angry, like, oh, you're a Democrat, you're a Republican, you're this, you're that. You go that side, you go this side. And people kind of accepted other people had different opinions. And now it's like, they hate each other. Like, vehemently and angrily. Like, let's storm Washington, because the wrong guy won. U.S. politics, actually, politics has always been messy and nasty and um, irrational and, especially in the States, that that's why you know the old adage is the two things you never talk about at a family dinner is religion and politics because they're so divis- divisive and uh, yes we've had these 
manias in the states before that are had political underpinnings. Yep. Um, like the whole satanic panic. Before that, there was the 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 communist uh, under every bed. Yeah, I never McCarthyism. Quite, yeah, I never quite understood why they were so afraid of communists. I I never quite got the like the the horrible paranoid fear of of the communists. Like, did they really think it was going to work? Generally, communism doesn't work. It wasn't. It wasn't communism they were scared of. It was the communists, as in the Reds, the Russians, the the. Uh, ah, they're not that bad. The Chinese. Uh, Chinese aren't they communists? Not anymore. So, uh, just back to the food here that we're reviewing. The Kit Kats, buy again, yes? Yes, definitely. That was, definitely, oh, that was very quick. And the Oreos, the Chinese Oreos. You mean the regular Oreos? There's a slightly different vanilla taste to them. It's a little bit more vanilla. Yes. And there's a fish on them. The picture on one side. Yeah, well, they're... Oh, they're, they're all different, actually. Some are sticks or something. No, they're... they're oh, Chinese characters are Yes, they're Chinese characters. Ah. What do they mean? Eh, it's a cookie. Let's not overthink it. So, would you buy these again? Are these a buy again? Because they're so close to regular Oreos. Not exactly the same, but they're like a vanilla version of a regular Oreo. They're no more different than regular Oreos that Girl Guide cookies are to regular Oreos. Not the uh, mint Girl Guide cookies, but the vanilla and chocolate Girl Guide mm. cookies. Yeah, the the Girl Guide ripoff Oreos. Mm-hmm. So, so you're saying that these would be a buy again then, potentially. But they're the same. There's no real difference. Yeah. To buy these again is no different than buying a regular Oreo. Exactly. It's just that these are Chinese, so there's a certain novelty to them. Yes, exactly. Okay. All right. So, buy again's all around in the tea. The roasted I rice. I like it. It's different. Well, it's matcha roasted rice green tea. I'm a fan of it during cold weather. It's got kind of a more earthy... It's the roasted rice. ...odor, and I used to drink a lot more tea than I do now. Tea's good for you. So, do you think you've actually, like, learned quite a bit of foods during this podcast about Asian foods? Uh, probably a non-representative sa- sample of Asian foods. Well, this is the snack foods that we yeah. get in Canada. It's representative of what you see in most Asian groceries throughout Canada. Yeah, because it's not all Asian foods, clearly. I mean, we're only eating the snack stuff. And some of the fruits. We're going to do a pomelo at some point. Good giant grapefruit. Giant Chinese grapefruit. They're good. Different kinds. Anyway, so I'll say everything's a buy again, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Cool beans. Uh, I noticed that you're really competitive, aren't you? Yeah, more competitive than you. Yeah, more competitive than you. <laughs> yeah, but you're like, uh, yes, more competitive than you are. You get too, like, British or European, you're like, yeah, so I'll read everything very flat. Time for you pass me an Oreo, good, good old chum, chappy, chappy bum chum, mate. Doesn't sound good. To say. I am, I am half English, half Dutch, so... <laughs> That's funny, you've never mentioned it. <laughs> Just like you've never mentioned your Newfie, or part Newfie. Yeah, but I have to for like a cultural excuse for my bad behavior. <laughs> that is true. It's more so that Newfies are blunt. So let me get this straight. This person asked you a question, and they asked for an honest answer, and you just gave them one? Well, yes, they're my friend. I wouldn't disrespect them by lying to them. How could you do that? I'm a Newfie. I'm Irish. That's... You asked me an honest question and said, please, give me an honest answer. I think you're wrong. What? How dare... How can you say that I'm wrong? Well, you asked me what I thought. Yeah. The Dutch can be like that, too. Except they don't wait till you ask. Yeah. What are you complaining about? Shut up. You're wrong. I'm Dutch. I'm going to build a windmill and plant some tulips. And check out these dikes. And check out these huge walls that hold back the ocean, too. <laughs> uh... <laughs> 
funny how our nonsense is more funny than the jokes I write sometimes. Uh, my wife hated all of these jokes we're about to do, but I enjoyed them. Hey, Richard. Yes? My sister wrote a couple of jokes for me. You want to hear them? Sure. You know what it's like when you're getting ready for the beach and you go in for a Brazilian and the nice Asian lady is like, we're going to need more wax. No, not at all. Want to hear another one? Sure. <laughs> you know what it's like when you get your period early? Nope. Nope, <laughs> not at all. You can stop right there. And on tonight's topic. Bum, ba, da, 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 da. <laughs> I think I think it's important to note that I don't have a sister, <laughs> and I wrote those jokes myself. <laughs> I could tell. You could tell, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I wouldn't mind having a sister that wrote me jokes, but uh, I think that boat has sailed, or ship, whatever it is. My, my parents are, are older. Uh, that's it. Oh, that's the mar- mar- marvels of modern science. Yeah, I don't think so. Science like them so far. 67 years old is the oldest mother. In extreme situation, yes. Uh, I, I think my parents are done. Long done. Uh, so, tonight's episode. This is our holiday episode. That's why we have cookies and strawberry Kit Kats. Hooray! Happy Hanukkah! This is our Hanukkah episode. And if you celebrate some other silly tradition like Christmas, uh, Merry Christmas to you too. At this point, I should point out that neither one of us is Jewish, and we're, uh, we're both raised... Well, you were raised Catholic. I went to Catholic school. I was raised... You went to all the Christian churches. Uh, there, there was Christmas in all of them. None of the weird off-Christian churches that don't celebrate Christmas. Those don't count. No, they don't. Oh, so you're Christians? Yeah, kind of. Do you have Christmas? No? Hard pass. Hard pass. What? Uh, you don't celebrate any um, birthdays or anything? What's the point of being a Christian, having all that you know Christian guilt, if you don't get Christmas? That's <laughs> the trade-up. We understand how it works. Catholic... Guilt, you gotta feel that guilt, you gotta, especially yep. the Irish Catholics, you gotta carry it around with you, but then Christmas, ha that's the, that's the trade-off. Why would you take all the bad and not take the good? You know, that's like going to a Chinese buffet, and all you eat is like the French fries and the terrible, terrible pizza they have there for some reason. No, 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 go get the chow mein, get the chicken wings, get the little beef things that are weird but are good, you know what I mean? The beef yep. things? Yes, that's what you get. So that's Christmas, weird beef things. Terrible metaphor. So, I want to talk about Happy Hanukkah Ham. Now, for those of you that know nothing about Jewish culture, they have kosher eating rules. And any kind of pork, any kind of pig product, they don't eat. It's a religious no-no. Although cloven, most, cloven foot. Fun. Cloven foot. Yeah, cloven foot. So, so generally speaking, um, you know, most modern Jewish people, like I got Jewish friends, they eat bacon, they don't care, whatever. But traditional Jewish people, people who are actually following the kosher diet, I have known some people that do, they don't eat pork. And they follow all the other many kosher rules like don't cook meat with cheese and all this kind of stuff there's a, there's, there's a lot of them no shellfish in any case no vinegar pickles no vinegar pickles never did understand that one it's that that's why there's kosher pickles kosher dill pickles they're they're lacto fermented they're salt pickles oh i have had those those are good um but the reason why they exist is because there's something about the way that regular pickles are made that isn't kosher and i don't understand it must be where the vinegar comes from I don't know. I don't know if it's a vinegar. I don't know if it's... Oh, it's maybe the salt? Because, like, certain salts aren't kosher? It's, like it's kosher salt? Well, then it wouldn't make sense for the fermentation. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, this is kind of... Wait aside. Happy holiday ham. Or happy Hanukkah, Hanukkah ham. There was a uh, thing going around the internet. It's been around for years, actually. About how Walmart had Hanukkah hams. Try some delicious Hanukkah hams. Uh, completely missing the point that Jewish people 
generally speaking, don't eat pork of any kind, let alone a big, expensive holiday ham. Uh, so I had to go to Snopes and go, is this, did, did Walmart actually do this? It wasn't Walmart. It was a smaller grocery store chain in New York City. And apparently the owner had apologized, I guess, to whoever complained or something. They had someone filling in in the meat department on stock that day. So they have, like, the two labels. They have, like, the one label that says, like, you know, festive seasons, happy Halloween, or, like, whatever the current sale is. You know, hot sale on today. And then below is the regular product price thing that slips in. So someone had put these up. The guy stacked the shelf, put in the price for the hams. So it's like, try some delicious Hanukkah. And then below in a different label, hams, which is really funny. I would probably buy that just to be like, how it must be good. Well, maybe it's made out of tofu. It just tastes like ham. No, no, this, this, they, were, they were proper hams. <laughs> First ingredients, pork. Uh, but so anyway, it, it wasn't Walmart. And uh, apparently the guy wouldn't actually do like a, a live interview with people because he was so embarrassed, the owner of the grocery store. But it's not really a big deal. You know what I mean? Wait, wait, do we have a conclusion about Jewish people? Uh, they're, Jew- they're, 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 generally they're definitely Jew- Jewish. They're very good at bagels. Um, and we should expand our cultural knowledge and horizons. Which is actually, it's actually quite a bit more than that. But yeah, yeah, g- generally, generally good. They they know me at their bakeries. <laughs> so, it's that white man again. It's going to be a great Hanukkah this year, kids. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> yeah, because like... That's that's what a Jewish bakery owner sounds like. <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield. Ho, 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 kids. Uh, this guy's going to put you through college. <laughs> it always goes back to food, doesn't it? doesn't matter what yes, we're talking about. It, goes, it, back it goes back to food. Should we do a couple Steve Martin quotes? Steve Martin quotes. You'll like this one. I like a woman with a head on her shoulders. I hate necks. I hate necks. Steve Martin. I believe that sex is one of the most beautiful, natural, wholesome things that money can buy. <laughs> oh, Steve Martin. Um, well, that's it for tonight. In the comments, please let us know what you think about tonight's topic. Happy Hanukkah ham. If you can, please take a moment to share, like, subscribe, thumbs up button. If you already support us on Patreon, thank you very much. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Good night and happy Hanukkah. And Christmas too, I guess. Happy Festivus for the re- for the rest of you. Happy Festivus for the rest of us. Well, for the rest of you, because is it is it you? No, it's it's us. But it's that would be, be that's inclusive. Yeah, I guess so. For the rest of us. Yeah. Uh, Seinfeld. You think like young people stumble into our podcast by accident? And they're like, what? What is this? Well, the nineteen nineties. Hey, well, I was gonna say Festivus has grown past Seinfeld. It exists on the internet. Independent of Seinfeld now. Yes, it's, it's a thing. There's memes. It's its own stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think some of the people who are doing festivist stuff don't even know it comes from Seinfeld. Oh, they just think it's a funny thing to do. Wouldn't it be funny if, like, a thousand years, Festivus is, like, a major religion? <laughs> it's, like, a significant religion. This is, like, um, how uh, trickle-down economics was it was a comedian's uh, gag. See, the thing is, Richard, rich people live on hills, generally speaking. And if they're rich, they have lots of money, like coins in their pockets. So those coins will fall out of their pockets sometimes, roll down the hills to the poor people. And that is how trickle-down economics works. Anyway, are there other minorities? The ultra-wealthy. <laughs> the ultra You know what? I'm glad we got through a whole episode without mentioning Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs>
Latinx? Latinx? What's that? What's Latinx? You know, is, that, you is, know. That, is that Kleenex for Mexican people? <laughs> so, <laughs> Latinx is one of these supposedly gender-neutral terms that the that certain segments of the population have tried to foist upon the Latina community because it's except for the fact that it doesn't work in Spanish. What what is Latinx? What does it mean? Well, Latina and Latino. Latino is male. Latina is is yeah, female. Yeah, sure, yeah. Latinx is supposed to be a gen, gender neutral. However, there's already in their language, there's a perfectly good gender neutral term that they could use, which is Latin. So basically, English speaking white people tried to make up a gender neutral term for a foreign language that has strong masculine and feminine grammar, completely ignorant of the fact there already was a gender neutral term in that language. Yes, something like that. So it's definitely not Kleenex for Mexicans or f- made by Mexicans. That's what it sounds like. I would buy Mexican Kleenex. Called Latinx? <laughs> oh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Middle-aged man talk. Thank you so much for listening. Please check us out on Patreon. Woof. <laughs> 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 <laughs>